0: This is a Baby Brunch Podcast. Normally in the studio we have parents and we talk we talk babies and parenting. Because Baby Brunch and our podcast series is about that. We talk about ordinary people who do extraordinary things. I thought this week I wanted to break the rhythm just a little bit. Because in my space I have someone with a really big heart and who spends a lot of time with me and loving something that I believe in. And without making it really soppy, Bubby, I thought I'd bring you in studio. I met a guy when I was 18 years old and he had a really loud mouth.
1: <laughs> and... We always had that in common. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and he had a ponytail, really long hair. How long did it take you to grow your hair like that?
1: I started when I was in matric. That was kind of when everybody started growing their hair. It was like the ultimate middle finger to the system, which was, hey, we're going to leave the school in a couple of months, so start growing your hair. So probably five or six years i had a bit of a gap year between matric and when i met you at university
0: when did you learn to plat?
1: thanks for having me here by the way
0: <laughs> you're welcome I, I,
1: I should i should just say before i answer your question about the platting that i i've done a little bit of radio work here and there like in the past 20 is years is
0: that
1: a brag no it's a preface to this which is which is an in my time <laughs> in my time i've interviewed two state presidents including nelson Mandela and fw oh, clark wow. i've interviewed richard branson Brian May from Queen, Patrick Swayze from Dirty Dancing, a lot of people. And then none of those interviews was I as uncomfortable <laughs> and nervous as I am being interviewed by you. You make me more nervous than Madiba, FWD Clark and Richard Branson rolled into one, just so you know.
0: So I'm going to ask you, why, why does it, because I told you today is a podcast about love. Why did it make you nervous?
1: Well, it's not the kind of thing that one often speaks about knowing that other people are going to hear it. You know, it's like taking a one on one conversation um, and opening it up. And I think it's, it's that discomfort that comes with the honesty that um, uh, is bound to follow.
0: If love is so private. Be- because
1: if I lie in this today, then you know that I'm lying. <laughs> and then what's the point? Do you know, do you know what I mean? So, so this, is a, this is a safe space.
0: So if love is so private, right? Why do people want to talk about it all the time? And the reason I want to do this podcast is because, I mean, we're, we're on social media and people people like pictures or they inbox you or they ask you stuff. And one of the things I get asked a lot on social media is either, how do they become famous? So, who the word in the radio? And then the other question I often get is, how do you stay or fall in love? Or how do you find or know that that person is the one? And so... I guess it's different for everybody, but if if love is so private, why do we why do we want to talk about it to other people all the time?
1: It's an interesting thing because I think one thing people often find charming. You might be walking through the shopping centre and you see a Oman Opa and they're still holding hands while they're doing their Saturday morning shopping, and it always gets a aha moment out of people like, oh, okay, cute, this mm. Oman Opa holding hands, and that's like 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 a silent sign of affection, and you don't often see that kind of thing in public. I mean, you and I know that we often get asked to be interviewed together by magazines and TV shows, and we say no to all of them. And today you've set this up so that we're doing exactly that.
0: And the only reason I say no is because I am terrified that it is interpreted in a way that I don't respect, enjoy, like, and it's, I guess, like you say, it's private. But I want to go back. And so I talked about how I met you and how many years later, even though we weren't friends. Uh, how many years ago?
1: 2008. 2000 and, and um, 2008.
0: And w- yeah, about 2000, 2001. It was 2000. Around By 2001, there. I was at Jacaranda mm, FM. <laughs> you, <go>. you see? <laughs> but, that, but that at the time, I didn't know that that would be my husband and… And now you are. Did you always know that you were going to get married?
1: No, uh, it, it was not something that was on my radar or, or on my cards. Um, I suppose just like when you're in your twenties, you think you might live in Paris or New York, and you wind up living in Johannesburg or um, or somewhere else. Uh, you you don't know. Uh, and I think it might be without trying to be, um, with, without trying to come across as being a chauvinist. I, I don't know whether men. I have the same outlook on I want to get married one day like women do, in my experience. In my experience, as a guy who sits on with other guys and drinks beers and, and watches rugby, uh, I can't often, or I can't think of many times that I've heard a guy go, man, I, I really want to get married. <laughs> She's the one. I can't wait to see her in her mm. white dress. Uh, I, and I don't think it's because guys don't want it. I just think that we're probably raised differently by society. You know, we don't have uh, Barbies with white dresses and boys grow up pushing cars around that kind of thing. Uh, so no, I don't think... Even in my early 20s with a ponytail, getting married was something that I was actively pursuing.
0: Parenting is something that I always talk about to people and they go, ah, oh, so who's babysitting tonight? And I go, well, we don't really call it babysitting. We call it parenting because if I'm traveling, you are alone with our children. We don't we don't have a nanny. We don't have a, a, a babysitter or a person that just comes in to take care of our children or run their bathwater or um, I don't know if it's a privilege or if it's just what pe- some people do. But... I, I call it parenting. Um, who do you think should should lead the household in terms of of parenting? Do you think that it's a Do you think it's a guy thing? Do you think it's a woman thing? If you were to give advice to anybody who's not us, and 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 they saying, oh, you know, I a student, I have to do everything in 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 my household. What would you say to that? Because you you're a hands on dad.
1: I think I think that's I think it's really hard because it depends on person to person. Because ultimately, uh, and the older I get, the more I realize that we become our pair. I think a, a big what? a big part of us <laughs> fights against that. And I am raising my children differently to what I was raised. Mm-hmm. And a part of it is probably uh, rebellion, and a part of it is probably just because you really dig doing it. I think I think it's different for each couple. But I, I want to ask you something. I'm going to jump back a second because you ran on before. I wanted to ask you something back. When we met in our early 20s, a lot of people get married in their 20s. You didn't. You only got married later on in your mid-30s. Is that Mm. something you would do differently? Or did you think when you were 18 or 19, you'd get married early on like most people tend to do?
0: I am glad I got married later in life because I'm a different person. And I remember in my 20s, and this is only for me. And like you say, it's different for everybody. I remember in my 20s, I was a club DJ. I remember that I was 21 and I really wanted a baby at the time. When I look back now, I'm really grateful that I didn't make that decision to start a family so young because I would have probably been fine because it's something that I really wanted. But right now, the only the, the, that I get is that I'm loved, that I, that I love my husband and my family, but that I'm a great mom. And I don't think I would have been a great mom in my 20s. I thought I would have been, I think I would have been fine. But right now, having babies in my 30s, I'm glad I did it later. Because I feel I can be a great mom to to my children.
1: I think one's outlook is also different. You know more in your late 30s or in your 40s or in your 50s than you do when you're 20s. I mean, different strokes for different folks. I don't think there's a right or wrong. I just think different things are going to happen. You know, you I, will raise your child differently.
0: I do think, though, that in my 30s, and and anxieties is things that we've touched on in Baby Brunch. Uh, we've touched on on the sense of worry. I do think, though, that in my 30s, I'm worrying more. I'm a lot more anxious than what I were in my 20s. I think my parenting would have been a little bit more blasé, whereas now I'm... I'm so hands-on that if people just look at my children, I immediately raise alarm because… <laughs>
1: or make a noise. <laughs> or make a noise. Like you did in the shops this past week. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah,
0: oh, yeah. because I, I'm i bekend of the and in the whole world. Whereas before, I, I was, I was looking for the music. I was a club DJ. I, I was out there. You
1: know? I think it must be much harder to raise kids by yourself if you don't have a partner. Uh, regardless of whether you're into boys or girls. It's not about that. It's about people raising kids by themselves. And I think I think it's just it's probably harder from a support point of view. Uh, it's harder in terms of how quickly can I get home from work or, uh, hey, I'm really tired. I could do an extra hand. And I think uh, the older I get, the more I, I empathize with people who are raising kids by themselves, regardless of why they're by themselves. Perhaps they never got married or they got pregnant or they got divorced or the partner passed on. But I think uh, I think it must be really hard to do it Solo, by yourself, just in terms of energy and focus and, and all of that, you know?
0: You have four children. And I say you because I often say to people, I have four children because I'm a stepmom and I also have two young babies. Together we have four children, but essentially you have four children. Do you ever look at your babies and our older kids and say, you know what, it's it's easier loving you more because you're older and and... You, you, you know, know can't what? Free if, yourself, Do you? Do you <laughs> I, ever get?
1: Listen, I'll, I'll tell you this. I remember. So I'm going to ask a question like this first. I remember being a kid, and my brother and I asking my mom, and I don't remember why, but I remember a conversation clearly where we were pressing her, saying, pressing her for an answer, saying, "So who's your favorite? Mm. Is it me or is it my brother Ryan? Like, <laughs> like, you, surely there must be a favorite, just like I've got a favorite pet or a favorite TV show. Food. Who's who, who's your favorite kid? Mm and i can honestly answer you by saying it's such a cliche but i love all four the same how what do you mean how how
0: is it possible it
1: just is it's just it's just like like all four of them are the same person in four different ways. Like there is no loving, th- th- there's different, like some are less work than others, mm. you know, because when people are small, you've got to wipe their bums. But when they get older, like <laughs> my teenage daughters, you got to, there, there's other things that, that mm. carry more stress and gravitas. I mean, it's interesting because, because, um, and if you're listening to this podcast, two of the kids have got a birthday a week apart. My eldest son, and then, and then our eldest daughter have got a birthday week apart, and it's interesting because I'm kind of planning two parties at the same time. And but the one has got the, hand grenades and yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and my boy who's turning thirteen, like with our daughter, we're busy booking the venue and designing mm. an invitation. And this morning, my my son WhatsApped his party invite to me because he's already designed he the whole it thing himself. He made it himself. So so it's not that you love them differently, but they but when people are in different phase of their lives, it's almost kind of charming to kind of see that full circle because the youngest is two and the eldest is 14. And those are very different life moments. Um, that's an honest answer, by the way. I know it's politically very <laughs> correct. but it's the, honest, it's the honest truth.
0: I'm married to you. It's the honest truth. I, I know it's the truth. It's the, it's the
1: honest truth. Really I, I,
0: I hear about it often. I'll, I'll tell you my experience from, from, from having older children and younger children and, and being a stepmom. I remember once discussing to my sister that it's sometimes extremely hard It's extremely hard sometimes to be a stepmom. And it's sometimes really hard being a mommy, you know. And I remember her saying, when is it hard? And I said to her, when it comes to my husband's time. And she said, well, yeah, most of us have got time for, we only have so many hours in the day. But she explained it like this. She said to me, just remember that your husband's love is like a big swimming pool. And everyone that jumps in it will get wet. So you don't have to worry about the the." The amount of time. There's enough space and water for everybody.
1: That's a very sweet line. Uh, we should say that it was brought to you by Cardi's. That's a beautiful. You are terrible. No, but you're right. It's a, it's a lovely message. And I think that wraps up the Valentine's Day uh, theme beautifully. It is. This,
0: this podcast, I'm done.
1: Oh, is it not finished? No. Oh, I'm, I thought I was driving this. Am no, I not you, calling n- the n- shots No, this,
0: this is Baby Branch. Oh. Not Ian Bredenkamp <laughs> Media. So, how <I'll> fast?
1: <laughs> All right.
0: People often ask me, how's Ian's ex
1: <laughs> and, Wasn't that on the list of questions? I said we're not discussing. Oh, Denister? sorry. Can you just go to the next.
0: <laughs> no, but but I I often say to people, how how is your ex? Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say back to them. As a dad with with small children and and older kids, and I want you to think about it because I'm your wife and you've been married before. As a father of four babies, what do you want to say? to other dads who are in a similar situation where they have a maintenance agreement and they have a a responsibility as a dad to look after all their babies equally, just like you've said now.
1: Okay. So, so I, I I hear what you're saying. And I think the most important, as hard as it can be, the most important thing that we can do as parents, again, a cliche, but it's a cliche for a reason because it's true. The most important thing we can do for our kids is to lead by example. And if I am for lack of a better word, a poop ball <laughs> with mm. my ex, mm. then what is that? What kind of message am I sending to my son? And how will he treat women one day? Sure. Because he will treat women based on how I treat his mom. Mm. He also treat women based on how I treat his stepmom mm. and how I treat his granny. So I have to be an example all the time. Mm. I think it's like if you're driving on the highway. You can choose to do the right thing or you can choose to lean out the window and shout at the guy next door to you who cut you off. And we've got these decisions. We have these decisions in life the whole time. And so the honest answer is um, when it comes to having an ex, I think one has to do the right thing for, for your kids first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And one has to lead by example.
0: Why do you believe in love?
1: That's a hard question. Of course it is. Why do you believe in love?
0: I believe in love because it become, it's, it's something that comes naturally to me. I know what I like and what I dislike generally and i know what i love i love my family i i have a i have an urge like i i feel it's my purpose to to give generally like whether it is on the radio with my talent or whether it is um in the work situations that i'm in and in my family setup love for me is to also give i i enjoy that i enjoy giving my time i enjoy being occupied with housewife domestically. <laughs> you know this domesticy things like i i find I find it enjoyable, especially as a working mom. I I've come to the point where I know when I want to stop taking work phone calls because I'm with my family.
1: So to answer your question, because I thought my thought through my answer while you answered yours.
0: Oh, you weren't listening. We are,
1: that's, that's old. That's old radio days. There <laughs> is is. I don't believe love just happens. I, I don't think like it doesn't. I don't think like you're walking through and suddenly it just appears. You didn't. I think I'll quote the Beatles on this. Oh, wait! But I think in the end, the love you take is equal to the love you make, and I, th- I really believe in that. And I think that's why a lot of relationships die because people stop working at it. And I think you do have. I I don't think it just you just sit around and and suddenly there's love and it exists forever. I think like with everything else, you it's something you work towards, and you can you can be proactive and be kind and help. Wash dishes and say nice things. Cut the grass. And cut the grass and be part of something. Can or you, you
0: oil the gates. Or please? you can, I
1: did it yesterday. <laughs> or you can sit on your butt and think it's just gonna magically stick around mm. and you're gonna be you're gonna get a hell of a surprise coming your Is
0: way. Is it different to when you get married and ten years in? Like we we are seven years in this month
1: of love. I don't think it's about being married. I think it's about a relationship, you know, because because it's like you were saying to me earlier about my ex. But but in both our lives, we have more than one ex, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, And I think I think being married is, uh, without trying to be uh, trying to like sugarcoat it, but but. Being married is a legal agreement, and it's something that some people do in a weight or a mosque or a church, but it's still a, re- a relationship at the end of the day. And just because you put a ring on it doesn't mean it's going to be perfect and work. And I think all relationships uh, have different uh, amounts of depth and work and things that need to go into it, you know. And I think uh, being married obviously comes with a lot of other things, but I think these things are important in life, you know. Uh, and I think one has to not take it for granted. That's what I'm trying to say to you. No, my old dag, Vietek. You can't just <laughs> take it for granted because it's not just going to, you know, live forever like a cheap pot plant. You've got to work at it.
0: Why put a ring on it?
1: Why did I put a ring on it or why should other people put a ring why on it? Why should
0: anyone? If it's a legal agreement.
1: Well, I'm not saying it's only a legal agreement. What, what, what I meant by that is just that we all have exes and we didn't marry all of them. You know, you have exes, and you didn't marry all of them. I don't want to marry and there are there him. are other people that I've had relationships with. I did not put a ring on. That's what I'm saying. We all have more than one ex. Um, and you have plenty. As <gasps> maybe that's wrong. So with you it. you have more than one, and I have more than one. Plenty okay. is definitely the wrong so collective scary. there. <laughs> I have to go.
0: <laughs> What's your message to to dads listening to this cast? Who needs who needs what hopes head, needs a bit of inspiration
1: sure I, th- I think it's hard like i i 've seen what you 've done with elan africa 's baby brunch and and I wish there was a forum like that for dads uh, i I remember before you and I got married i was I was a single divorced dad, and I remember the need I had in my life for a forum like that, and the only place I could find anything like that was a church and i don 't think that ticks the boxes for everybody you know that 's not mm-hmm. always uh, the right solution for everyone uh, and i've always thought that. Other than reading GQ, like, (laughs) where do dads get advice? Because you don't always want to go sit and watch the Blue Bills and and kind of pour your heart out to your tummy next to you. Um, So I think my advice to dads is be present. Um, mm. and and the one thing I've learned and re- as Alana was saying just now I mean I've got four kids I'm 42 years old right and the one thing I've learned is that it's not about the amount of time that you spend with your kids but it is the quality and and how how, how much in the moment you Present. are mm-hmm. so get off your damn cell phone firstly when you're with your kids because they see what you're doing mm. and if your child and it's, it's it might be the smallest thing your kid says hey look at this ladybug that I just found mm-hmm. and because you're distracted they have to mm. ask you twice sure and They pick up on that. They pick up that you are not, that they're not the first priority. Mm They had to ask you two times. And... They're going to wind up doing the same thing to their friends and their kids one day. Or to you. Or to you. And it just becomes this vicious cycle. So dads, get off your phone. Listen, I, I'm not saying dads, like our friend Robbie Cruz goes to play golf on a Saturday. And I love Robbie for that because Robbie rocks and he's a cool dad with tats and he's hot and tricks dig him, right? Mm-hmm. But Robbie goes to play golf. And that doesn't mean he's a bad dad. It means that when he's not at golf, he is focused and can spend quality time mm-hmm. with their baby. Um, and I think it's really important to have time out so that you can... Uh, de-stress and decompress (laughs) and I think get off your phone and I think when you're present rather spend 20 minutes of deep quality time than two hours of messing around I'm on my phone blah 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 kind of time
0: Boxes or briefs?
1: when I was in my 20s it was neither I went commando in my High 20s bo- uh, and uh, where's now, that X now now I'm my 40 which one <laughs> and now I'm my 40s uh, um, don't say it. my stuff like, I've never liked boxes hey, because it's, it's kind of you like, were
0: supposed to say not that question it
1: feels a little it feels a little, yeah, uh, little <clears throat> unhygienic would know? you
0: ever <laughs> baby <laughs> it's quick fire so you, you must you quick fire sorry. you just ask
1: me random questions you must,
0: you must answer these quickly
1: no because uh, no, no colouring here but I do shave it on the side so you can't see the grey
0: Is that what you... No, you see over here, it's the number one. Uh, Tattoos or no tattoos?
1: Yes, tattoos. How many do you have? Uh, I, at this stage, have (laughs) one. Good. But I'll I'll get more when I'm ready to commit.
0: What's your shoe size? Ten and a half. Uh, Investments or unit trusts? As in overseas
1: I, I like something that I can see and touch, so I've always enjoyed property more than a unit trust portfolio. So you
0: won't buy a property off for like a those, well, you know, pa- pa- those papers I, I, where I, they say to you, a couple of people, people trying to get me
1: to do then you buy like you buy a share in a shopping centre somewhere. Listen, those things can work out, but I kinda like bricks and mortar. I want to see what I'm doing.
0: Secrets or tell all in a
1: relationship? Is there middle ground? Because sometimes you can hurt people's feelings by telling all and some things are best left unsaid.
0: Is there anything you want to tell me? Not right now. Are oh, we still
1: recording? Yes. Definitely not now.
0: <laughs> this is a Baby Brunch podcast for all our podcasts and other stories. Listen to babybrunch.co.za. Ian Benji Breedenkamp. It was great having you in my studio. Do you know that I took your surname last minute?
1: I wish you hadn't included my middle name in that little outro. It sounds
0: like the name of a teddy bear. Uh, yeah. like Benji. Benji. Well,
1: there was a dog movie in the 80s, <laughs> which is, if you're old enough, will be your reference point for Benji. I was going
0: to be <laughs> Africa on the day we got married. And then when I saw Dad, your father, who I love very much. Mm-hmm. I changed it last minute. I was like, okay, wait a minute. I should add bread and come to this, but I'm not going to have it all by itself. I want mm. Africa bread and come. Someone asked me about that the other day. They said, why do you have two surnames? So I said, it's like saying, van I don't I,
1: know. I, it's always amusing for me when people come up to me and say, Mr. Africa, you uh, are, <laughs> do I look like what? a Mr. Africa to you? <laughs> of course you do.
0: Mr. Africa.
1: Africa. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It was great having you in studio.
1: Thanks for having me. It was uh, it was fun. Happy Valentine's Day. Yay! Yay for love. <laughs> <laughs>